This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, let's cut to the chase. If you've listened to this pod, you already know I love therapy. I love participating in it, talking about it with other people, and using its practices in my everyday life, which is why today we are sponsored by BetterHelp. So they'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start talking in under 24 hours in a private and confidential online environment. You heard that right? No leaving the house required. Look, I know it can be scary to start talking to someone, but the cool thing about BetterHelp is that it's free and easy to change counselors so you can know that you'll be able to find the right one. And trust me from personal experience, don't feel bad or awkward about changing counselors because guess what? They are there to help, not make you feel bad or awkward. But when you do find the right one, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, which I would highly recommend. I live by my calendar and one of my favorite things to see on there is a therapy session. And great news, BetterHelp is more for than traditional counseling and financial aid is available. Actually, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. That is wild. Get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash just a tip. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. One more time, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash just a tip. I hope you're having a good day wherever you are listening to this. I'm really excited to be talking about therapy and the benefits of it because it has truly changed my life. I will say, as we are talking about this topic, we don't go into it, but we do mention suicide. So this is a quick trigger warning for anyone listening. Okay, enjoy. episode of Just a Tip, an advice podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I'm your host, Megan Batoon, and today we have probably the guest that's been on this podcast more than any other person. Oh, I love that. Miss Addie Weirich. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Megan Batoon. I'm so excited that you're my guest for this. Because oh, yes. Tell me why. Because, first of all, you're the best. <laughs> so you're, okay, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, I've been on the road for however many months. Too, and long, too many months. Too many months. And now we're talking about therapy. This whole themed episode is going to be about therapy and the benefits of talking to a licensed professional. I think you're the perfect person for this because when we met, I was like, I love this girl. Like instantly. Oh, same. Yeah. We met at a bar. Uh, No, no, no. Technically. Oh, that's right. We met in an improv studio at UCB. An improv studio. I I love it. We met at at UCB Franklin. But what is it called? A theater. <laughs> oh, you mean a theater? Just one of the many institutions that are being ruined by the pandemic and social media and the, the internet. Pandemic. A theater? Do we remember oh, you those? Mean the theater. <laughs> I was, that's such like a dancer thing to say. Like studio. an improv studio. Well, actually, no. I mean, I do the same thing. Studios. I know, but I do the same thing. Where all, where I will call. Like if I was ever playing a sport, I would call practice rehearsal. Sometimes, yes, I gotta get to rehearsal. It's like I mean, yeah practice yeah, i'm <laughs> acting as this karate person yeah. now i'm yeah. simply acting as a softball player <laughs> and i'm nailing it <laughs> everyone believes me yeah. that i'm playing the game right but these are all imaginary balls <laughs> <laughs> fools <laughs> i'm here to audition for the role of cheerleading captain that's right that might be a good exercise to like get yourself in the mentality if you have imposter syndrome to be like i'm acting as whatever version of yourself that you would want to be. I was reading in the subreddit about women with ADHD, which mm-hmm. we can also get into in a bit, but um, about work sonas <gasps> and it's your work persona. Oh. And so like you kind of create your work sona. There's a lot to like, like when you're about to, like if you're a writer or if you, like whatever the work you're doing, especially now when we're like spending so much time at home mm-hmm. to put on your almost costume for oh. your work sona. 
and a lot of people are like my work sona is a white man like a drag personality like almost. a drag persona or like yeah exactly like almost a character and it's like people would be like my work sona loves answering emails oh. and like she is like such an email response bitch like she gets it done like right. yes like my work sona so it's like that's not me but that's like when but then i like change into it's kind of like dissociating or a character almost. or like i think what also might be the theme of the episode is like do what works for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I've heard a lot, like if the medicine works, take it. And that mm. can be literal medicine. Like if you want to go on medication or it can also be like, you know, oh, talk therapy really works for me. Great. Do it. Okay. Talk therapy doesn't work for me. I'm actually, I'm much better with like video calls. Do it. I like to do a 12 step program. Awesome. Do it. Just if anything is helping, then then do it. Yeah. That's like such a big thing. Totally. And it's going to be different for every single person. I think that's what's going to be interesting about talking about therapy because yeah. there are so many different types of it. Oh, yeah. And different types are for different people. There's something in Pilates every time that we're up on the reformers. She, I, I, I find so much from Pilates. Like I, Great. Like, I wrote like an entire journal entry of like things I've learned from Pilates. And, and they're like so profound. And again, if it works for you, do it. It works for you. If you're it. listening and you're like, I don't like Pilates, don't do Pilates. Then don't do it. But if you're like, oh my God, Pilates is my church, then bitch, go pray. You oh, know right. what I mean? Like go do it. Like go. Well, at one time the instructor said different side, different story. So like <gasps> if you're doing a lunge on your left side and you're, you're really shaky but then the lunge on your right side you're like floating different side different story Ooh. even in your body even in a relationship even in an argument i love that conflict different side different story and you know what that also is is that's that pilates teacher giving you permission to like discover new things and for things to be different yeah that's and a, to accept and what's to accept going it. on mm -hmm. and not trying to force my left side to be just as good as my right side mm -hmm. we were joking yesterday to, like force balance yeah yeah we were joking yesterday addy has two dogs now and <laughs> now that you have a secondary dog <laughs> yeah. you're now comparing <laughs> the other one and you're like well why don't you do oh yeah why when don't I, you jump up why don't you sit down <laughs> when i had the first dog and if anyone follows me on instagram uh thank you uh but, no, but if, if anyone follows me on instagram you'll know you probably know that i have a dog named birdie who is currently on my lap to my side and she is a eight it, like a 10 pound eight year old chihuahua burrito. dachshund burrito like an <laughs> animated burrito who doesn't do much of anything but like want to sleep on me uh -huh. um and then i just and, and before when she was my only dog i was like Birdie is a perfect dog. Right. There's no one better. Everything she does is perfect. She cannot be changed. There's no improvements necessary. Yeah. She's the light of my life. I love this dog. I'll kill you for this dog. And then I fostered this incredible Australian cattle dog who is like so different from Birdie. Like she's a dog. She wants dog. to do dog things. And the second that I got, her name is Juniper, and I decided to adopt her because I loved her. But now I'm like, Birdie, why can't you walk as fast as Juniper? <laughs> like, right. Birdie, why can't you do like, like Birdie, can you just like, keep up? And like now all of a sudden, like I'm taking out things on Birdie that I loved before. And you know what? Different dog, different story. Different dog, different story. We, me and my dog Scott, I go take that Pilates class. <laughs> dog Pilates. It's got to be a thing. Dog Pilates. <laughs> oh, you got it quicker than me. Okay. This is going to be hopefully less. Well, it's going to be all tangents. Everyone listening is used to the tangents. Used to the tangents. All we know that we're going to talk about is therapy. therapy. So, again, all to wrap this back, you're the perfect guest. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're turning into, like, Britney Spears. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love having headphones on and a microphone. I love to hear the tone, the dulcet tones of my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's your senior quote? That's my senior quote. Actually, my senior quote was... Don't let don't let school get in the way of your education. I love that. <laughs> I hated school. Mine is like good things come to those who create, which is hilarious. Cute, <laughs> cute. But also, you own a house, bear, and house. that's because you created your ass off. So <laughs> that's right. Senior quotes manifest. And <laughs> and did I graduate college? Destiny. No. <laughs> so we are. <laughs> I created an alternate route. Yes, that's right. Um, okay, so let's in beginning this. I posted on my Instagram story asking questions about therapy that everybody might have had and honestly I was gonna maybe take like five or even two really good mm -hmm. ones I ended up taking like 20 oh wow so we're gonna try our best to just like hit all of them okay because I took the ones that had the most amount of asking like the ones that yeah. came up the most to yeah. be like oh this is not one person thinking this this is like a lot of people are asking the same question yeah That's so I great. took the ones that were being asked the most. So yeah, we're gonna try and answer all of the ones, but maybe we'll give like, I'll ask the question that's been user submitted and then we each give an answer and we it. will absolutely go on tangents. Yes. But you're used to this by now. Incredible. I, I trust you, you know what the questions are. I trust you to lead me. I trust you. <laughs> I'm gonna start with not a question, but two people mm. 
it was interesting because when you ask on Instagram, they you have those little squares mm-hmm. of, of answers. And it was interesting because two of these were right next to each other. And oh. I'll open up like this. So in one of the squares, it says, nothing traumatic has ever happened to me. So what could I gain or learn from therapy? Mm. And then right next to it mm-hmm. said in asterisks, touching on the fact that you shouldn't need to feel broken to seek out therapy. <gasps> and I was like, oh. You guys are talking to each other in the replies Aww. and you don't even know and it. you should be fed. <laughs> and, like, how cool is that? I like that so much because I I think it's... It, and unfortunately, I mean, this might come up too of like how much I dislike our mental health care system in right. the country of just being like... The thing is, is that you should not feel like you have to earn mm-hmm. mental health. <laughs> yes. And and also, um, th- I have to send you this thing. And I guess we'll link it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Zadie Smith wrote this book called Intimations. And she wrote it in the beginning of quarantine. And Whoa. there is a chapter. And so it, it's nice because it's like a book written about what we're going through now. Because mm-hmm. it was like written and published so quickly. So it's better than kind of like reading something online. It's nice to have a physical book about what you're experiencing. Wow, that's cool. It's quick. also like quarantine has, ha- has gone on for so that's- long that an author who's like a very successful author can write a book and it's very tiny it's very good it's like it's cheap um and it's a collection of essays but one essay is about suffering versus privilege Mm. and she basically talks about how like in the beginning like before quarantine the country had been very well versed in the concept of privilege we'd all been talking about it exploring it who has privilege what privilege means um what to do if you have privilege and people were also getting better at understanding like next steps of being like if you have privilege, this is what you can do to like become aware of it. And like you can pop the bubble of privilege and you can even maybe surpass it if you once you become aware. Yeah. And suffering, she says, it's it can be hard because suffering and privilege are both bubbles. But where when you can whereas you can pop the bubble of privilege and move past it and then get an understanding of it, suffering is specific to the sufferer. Mm. And if suffering and privilege were the same, she says the CEO's daughter would never starve herself and the uh, and the actor idol would never put a bullet in his brain. Oh, and it's like wow. that's the thing of like money doesn't solve all problems. Like everyone suffers. Everyone feels pain. Everybody hurts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it can be a real slippery slope of being like, sure, I'm sad, but I don't deserve to be sad because I have a home and I have meals and I have a yes. roof over my head. Or even if you're someone who doesn't have a roof over your head and doesn't have a home you can be like i shouldn't be sad because i have my health and my legs of course like there's always someone doing worse than you there's always someone doing better than you i think that's the big problem that i have with even like and also that's your standards of what is worse and what is better right Mm -hmm. and just the fact that like everyone's got their own set of circumstances that is so independent than anybody else like Mm -hmm. the fact that this other person is struggling doesn't mean that just because they are you can't mm-hmm. Every, like exactly what you just said but like I think the comparison trap it's not just on Instagram this girl is prettier funnier than me mm-hmm. it's like it's also the same with mental health like mm-hmm. just because this person is, seems more depressed doesn't mean that you don't have depression there's abundance in everything that's right I have depression and I have mild depression um but this is what I was telling you about it's like mild salsa is still it's still got a kick in it it's still spicy <laughs> It's not like we're not talking like habanero. Yeah, like it's I, not pico de gallo. It's not pico de gallo for sure. You know, like but but there's a but if I had a burrito with no salsa on it, I would be like, hit me with some mild salsa. Just I a want tiny a kick. Bit. And it's like I was treating my mild depression for a while like it was simply diced tomatoes, mm. and there was no spice and no kick to it. And I thought that any like pain or struggle that I was having was like. You know, as I've told you before, like, oh, just being in your 20s or like being young is hard. Like I would like look to other things and to try to normalize yeah. the pain that I was feeling without understanding that actually like I didn't have to normalize it because I could just like uh, treat the mental illness. Mm-hmm. And even though it was mild, even though I, I was never committed, I, I have never considered suicide. Like I've, I've, I've had a therapist since I was 13 and uh, I've had met different therapists just because of like geography and stuff. And one therapist, um, I had to fill out uh, a form every time and like just answer one through five. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was like, have you, like this week, did you consider uh, committing suicide or do you, you think about suicide? But in that, I always said like, never, like I've never thought about that. And I think sometimes I thought that because I clicked the never that that it meant that like I wasn't actually depressed. And that's such a trap because depression is so debilitating. Mm -hmm. And if you also say like, oh, well, my depression isn't depressive enough. Enough doesn't mean that it's not there. (laughs) And it's not going to help you. Right. What is that going to do? It's going to make you stay in bed longer. Mm -hmm. It's going to make you not ask for help. That was the same with me, like with anxiety. I didn't want to identify with I have anxiety because Mm -hmm. I felt like that almost like 
gave me an out in a way that's like, oh, I'm weak. If you're not accepting what's on your plate, then you are going to starve Mm -hmm. because this is what you have. It's what you have. And you find such strength, actually, in in accepting what you have and then mm-hmm. you know and then there's like an easier way to move forward and understand how to deal with it yeah and like so i know that when i get depressed it's not just like oh i feel sad or be like i'm just really sad today i can't get out of bed and i can't like eat or i'll eat too much or like all these things that would happen and like now that it's like oh i know that i'm feeling a sense of depression or like it's overcast out today which means that yes. i'm going to like stare at my phone for a while or sit on the ground and not be able to get up or just like cry so because it's overcast and i know that like my body and my brain is primed to do that behavior mm-hmm. ooh let me see if i can meet megan at 8 a.m for coffee and like let me like do let me make actions there's a thing of like um have your actions lead to better thinking and not have your thinking lead to better actions Understood. so it's like and it's just to break it down of being like my thinking can actually lead to bad actions. If right. I'm overthinking, I might uh, it can my action could be stay in bed, be on phone uh-huh. for three hours after I wake up. That's my thinking in my bed. My action leading to better thinking is when I wake up, I get out of bed. My phone is charging. My action is my phone is charging in another room. So I don't yep. even I don't even look at my phone. That is an action that is going to lead me to better thinking for the rest of the day. It's like setting yourself up for success. And how are you supposed to set yourself up for success if you don't know how to set yourself up properly mm. because you're not treating your brain properly? So if you want to set yourself up for success, but you're trying to set yourself up as a person who doesn't have depression and you do have depression, you aren't going to make a proper plan. Yeah, you're not looking at the problem. It's basically the same thing of like sweeping something under the rug instead of mopping it. Yeah, or like, for example, I recently this week was diagnosed ADHD mm. and it's been huge for me because... Now I'm able to actually be like, oh, these are actions I'm going to take. Like, I'm going to hire a private organizer. I'm going to hire a cleaning person. I'm going to hire someone to help me with my email inbox Mm -hmm. because that is the thing that I need help with. And by me continuously trying to look up YouTube videos. I've watched your YouTube video, like how to organize your closet so many times. And I've been like, Megan is my friend. I've seen her home. I've seen her closet. Why is this impossible for me? And it's a thing of women with ADHD have so much clutter and they get so emotional Mm. about doing it. And my friend who has ADHD, she was like, those videos were not made for us. Mm. Like those videos, like we have a different brain. Yeah. And so then I started looking up how to organize if you have ADHD. And it was like, a whole different right. list of things. Yeah. Of being like break it into parts, hire help. Like they literally say hire people. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm asking for help. Hire a therapist. Ask for help. Get help. Once you get help, do you see how much life is easier? Right. And now you can go do the things that you want to do. And that's the important part of like what your set of circumstances are so that you can create those next steps mm-hmm. based off of what that is. So like if you're not thinking or if you don't want it so badly that you're not facing it then that's just gonna hold you back yeah so yeah I think step number one is just like take inventory of what's happening in in your body and we'll definitely get into this yeah um oh god we should go to the next question yeah I I would there was never a question I know it's a statement I would I would just like I would just be like if you feel like if you're listening to this podcast and you're like oh I shouldn't listen to this just keep an open mind about therapy yeah um because it is really nice I have found that no, that no matter, because I, I first went into therapy specifically because I was 13. I was in a sexually abusive relationship with someone. And so I went into therapy because we had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're 13, you have a pregnancy scare. You got to talk to the therapist. Well, it's going to be really helpful. But then, like, you know, I had talked to her. Her name was Linda. No I, way. Her name is Linda. We have a huge We've, inside joke about this woman named Linda. And yeah, I love that. Yeah, her name was Linda. And she was amazing. And like, you know, I was seven. I was like 17. I was like the lead in the school musical. And she came and watched. But oh like, but she came. I, I never saw her. She came. She sat in the back. And then she left immediately because she wanted to support me. But, you know, she wanted to really keep it separate. Yeah. And like keep it separate. Um, but, you know, when I was like 17, 18 and like that stuff had happened when I was 13, we didn't have to talk about that immediately. But then it was just nice to have someone who was an adult and wasn't my parents to talk about how like one of my friends was like being weird to me mm-hmm. and being a teen is hard. And I was really stressed about school. And like none of that was involved with the trauma that I had had. It's just like growing is pain and pain is trauma. Yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing too. Like I think that everyone has trauma for everyone. The, the People did write and were like, I don't have any trauma. Why should I go to therapy at all? And it's like, I think that everyone could benefit. I would never say like everyone get into therapy, but like the, I think everyone could benefit from I'll it. I'll say every single person I've dated, I've liked them more when they've started therapy or 
I've liked the people I've dated who have already had a therapist. I wrote like all, all the qualities that I wanted about someone. Mm-hmm. I was like, the next person I date has to actively be in therapy. Actively be in therapy. Because, and not just beginning it. Not just beginning but, it. But like have a relationship with their therapist but, that they go to. Yeah, because my thing is like, when you think archaic mentality of choosing a partner for the rest of your life, like mm-hmm. we put everything on one person coming from a village mentality when one person would get the water and one person would grow the corn and yes. one person would do this. Yes. It's like, we. that's how you diversify your friend group now is like, I'm going to talk to Addy about my emotions. I'm mm-hmm. going to talk to Amanda about other stuff. You know, like I have like things for everyone. Yeah. But when I was dating people, I would give them everything. everything. I would give them my career, my emotions, my anxiety, my whatever, yeah. friendships. And that's too much for one person to have. Yeah. And then also, and like, and what that also means is you're also setting them up, not yeah. for success. Because they can't handle all of that. And then you have these expectations for them. Mm-hmm. And then they're not going to be able to keep up with those expectations. And that breeds, expectations breed resentment. Resentment. And this is also a thing of... <clears throat> I I, uh, I go to Al-Anon, which is a 12-step for... It's not Alcoholics Anonymous. It's like if you've been affected by someone else's drinking or sobriety. I feel comfortable talking about it on this podcast. There's a whole like, anonymity thing, and but it's like... Well, yeah, maybe don't. No, 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 no. I will because I will, I will say that I wish I had known about Al-Anon before. Okay. And I think a lot of people also don't think they qualify to be in the program. And it's another thing of like, if the medicine works, take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have talked about go, being an Al-Anon on a podcast before, but... It, but it's truly, Al-Anon is like another tool that I use in addition to my therapist, in addition to my friends. But Al-Anon was the place that I learned because me and you had a, had a little bit of like a fight or like friction mm-hmm. last fall. And I remember this was, and this is like a big reason why I love you so much. And I also love our friendship so we much. We have a great friendship. We have a really great friendship. And it's because I think in the past when I had gotten into any kind of like friction or fight with a friend, I was like, well, then this friendship is over. Same. And that is also so much pressure to put on a friendship. Mm -hmm. And what I also realized, because then we kind of took some space from like talking and I was also kind of of dating someone and he was not really texting me back. So, (laughs) So it was this thing of like, oh, what I've realized, and I was able to like talk, think about this in, in, in Al-Anon, is it's usually Al-Anon is like, kind of like a relationship problem it's like an alcoholic takes a drink and alanon takes a think is kind of the thing um i was like oh in my past i have always had my the person that i'm dating and then like my best friend yeah but the best friend is also often changed and that's kind of where things have become like volatile in the best friend category and same kind of with the relationship category so it's always two people but they're changing the roles yeah and this is the stiletto thing that i think i've told you i told you about of being like if you think about physics class where there's stilettos versus snowshoes, it's like stilettos hurt your feet more because it's more pressure, more weight on a smaller weight distribution. And so it, it's it's painful. It's, it's sharp. You will sink into into dirt and just sink into snow on stilettos. Are you kidding me? Don't wear stilettos in the snow, you freak. And then, <laughs> unless if you want to. I don't I mean, know. Fashion. <laughs> fashion. Um, and then a snowshoe, it's spread out. There's a grander weight distribution. So then you can walk on snow and you don't sink and you feel more supported. Um and that's what I realized. And I was honestly really grateful for the space that we took mm-hmm. because I got to kind of realize that. And I was like, I put a lot of pressure on Megan, whether like she thinks that or not. Like I'm realizing that like, I think that I'm right in this thing. And it's like, actually, Addie, like you're putting a lot of pressure on Megan to like do all of these things and not give Megan like space and not give friends. And I started like thinking about friendship and friends and just like, and that same thing of like where you go, like who do you go to? Right. And it was like, oh, this is such a healthier way to have uh, relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you came back from shooting, and we got to like talk about it. And I was, so, I was like overwhelmed with gratitude for, Same. for also for you, like not only for you like taking me back, but for us <laughs> to be able to like talk about it and grow, and then get closer and be like, oh. Oh, then we can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> we can we do anything. anything. <laughs> but like, and that made me feel so grateful. And I was also so grateful for you also telling me how you were feeling. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, everybody listening, bring it back to therapy. We are both in therapy. Yes. And I think that also, if you are in therapy, I think it makes it easier for all everyone you know to also interact with you absolutely and interact with the people and that you love we're answering like seven questions oh fantastic in, yeah so, so, there, so maybe we should go through them <laughs> i'm gonna ask the question in reverse almost like jeopardy style so <gasps> what you just said was the answer to how has therapy impacted people around you mm. and i think that's so true because like exactly the snowshoe mentality of like i put 
I have a therapist so that I can dive into things that my friends don't need to know about. I don't. We need, friendship is for friendship. And I think mm-hmm. the reason why I was able to say what I said to you when we had our little tiff is the fact that. Our little tiff. I, little love, tiff. I love how we are not saying fight. It wasn't a fight. But it wasn't a fight. It was, it was a tiff. It was a friction. It was a. It was just some friction. Yeah. In the, it, tr- it truly was not a fight. We were not arguing. Yeah. I remember like texting you in a hotel bed because I was traveling. I had still had friction. I was like, I don't know how to handle this because I felt a certain way but I was able to tell you that because of our foundation and our Mm -hmm. friendship like the fact that we were both in therapy and understood that we respect each other enough Mm -hmm. and give this is something you say all the time which I think is really great of like giving I love something I I said I I just (laughs) as I said I love it I was like Addy (laughs) I love it I love it I love it (laughs) so you always say give the other person the opportunity to have an adult response yeah and so I did that and I said like this is what's bothering me and that was that already took a lot for me to even voice something it's so hard it's so hard it's so hard but that's something like you learn in therapy it's like you can either say something and be a little uncomfortable for a bit and Mm -hmm. give the other person an opportunity to respond or you can harbor this and this is something I'm still dealing with now this is Mm -hmm. something I've learned in therapy years ago but still on my show a couple months ago I was dealing with it I didn't talk to a producer for like three days Mm because I was upset about something and I went around and I was like man his energy is a little off right and everyone around me like, like my two closest friends on set were like no baby girl like he's not the problem you are and I was like oh you're right I'm doing that thing where I should have just as soon as something happens talk to the person Mm -hmm. and like definitely have time to understand what's going on but I think that's one thing I've learned in therapy is like you have to talk about it to someone to to them to a therapist to a licensed professional Mm -hmm. you need to talk it out it's like when you hold in your cries cries as if they're like plural when you hold in your crying you're changing the chemical imbalance in your body yeah so imagine like holding resentment or holding something that's like making you feel like you have friction that's like altering your state yeah internally and people people can tell because it changes it changes everything therapy has just helped me be kind to myself and others so much compassion and kind does not mean that i do everything everyone says Mm -hmm. kind does not mean that i get walked over kind is not weak kind is not polite kind can be i went on a hinge date with someone and i didn't really feel anything and instead of ghosting them i'm going to send them a text that says i just wanted to say i don't feel a romantic connection here i really enjoyed talking to you and i hope you have an incredible time with your ceramics like or whatever like you know whatever the the specific is and then you give them an an opportunity for an adult response and that is kindness yes you know it's not going on a second date with someone that you're not interested in it's telling that person that you don't want to go on a second date and giving them the opportunity to have a response. Right. And that's kindness. And there's so many ways to be kind. And then also to yourself, of allowing yourself the opportunity to express how you honestly feel. That's, I think, the biggest lesson that I've learned in therapy. It's like understanding what's happening Mm -hmm. and being okay with it and sitting Mm -hmm. in it. I I remember one of the first lessons of my now therapist. I think I've been through four. And that's a whole other thing of finding the right therapist. And we will get to that. Yeah. The, The therapist that I have now was the first one I do cognitive behavioral therapy Mm -hmm. so you're talking face to face and a lot of people think that therapy is like what it's like in the movies where you're like laying down and you're not looking there's so many different different ways but it, but it, but therapy can also it can be anything it can be FaceTime it can be yes whatever works for you yeah. the only time I've ever laid down in therapy was when I was, I was having like a menstrual cramp and I like I laid down and I was like this looks hilarious like I yeah. told my therapist I was like this is like this looks like a movie yeah I've but, also laid down because I was so tired yeah <laughs> and I, and sleeping I, yeah I mean I've, I've almost fallen asleep in therapy there, there's been some there were some times where I like really needed to be in therapy and like the, the therapist was like we called it an Addy candle and an Addy candle was burning is like when you're you're burning the candle at five ends oh it was like we had to make a pentagon candle. we had to make a candle for me because it was like you're not burning a candle at both ends you're burning a candle at so many different ends and right. like what happens when they when it comes to the center and I was like you just get a bigger candle like you just get a bigger <laughs> you get a bigger Addy candle but I'd be so tired and run down and I would always be late now I also know a lot of that is an ADHD right. thing mm-hmm. yeah but I think it's so important of like the main lesson of like CBT therapy is mm. 
feeling your feelings and being in your body. So like when something is happening, I'm telling a story and then she'll go, where do you feel it in your body? And this is a huge tactic. There's another question that's like, what is an activity or tool from therapy that you found most useful in your life? Mm -hmm. And I think that this one would be the biggest one from with this therapist is when I'm feeling something, whether it's embarrassment or shame or guilt or whatever it may be, those are the the feelings that I have the most in therapy, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, And I feel like in my clavicle so much. And the, the only way that, I would say that this is how you do it is like sit in a feeling imagine like something happens to you just go on this journey with me it's not going to be that's the other part of it some sometimes therapy is great and sometimes it's not but it's a process yeah it's a process you trust it so if you're listening to this right now just think of any uh, we'll do like a happy memory I guess you can you can also feel it or also like I, I would like you know I went through like kind of a breakup in quarantine and the and the thing is is that normally in quarantine I would I'll, I'll give an antidote for my life and we can use it for your example Great. um that what would usually happen if I was like just gotten broken up with I would like go dance with my girlfriends make out with some strangers maybe fuck somebody like I don't know like right. be like I'm a single like I got broken up with so like no rules for me and in quarantine yep it was like you know I had like my sponsor Alan on be like sit in it sit in it and it's because we will do anything to not feel those feelings and try to like numb out and also like drinking or weed or or tv and it's like journal feel sad it's like i feel horrible it's like yeah it's gonna pass and i was like i know yeah it just sucks right now that's the thing too if you try and numb with all those substances it's going to pass at some time but you're prolonging the time Mm -hmm. that it will pass so if you dive headfirst into it and then feel it and journal and go through the grieving process or whatever you need to do in order to get past it what's the body thing so the body thing this is one of the tools that you can use if you're in any sort of situation so we'll we'll take your breakup yeah well do you want to hear you want to ask me a question i'll tell you how it felt um yeah okay so someone just broke up with you how do you feel oh i can use the example of this one of like what i felt i just felt really disappointed Ooh. I just felt really, really disappointed. In yourself? No, just in the situation. And I think that's also growth in a, in a breakup. Because the thing is, is like, I was just like, man, I wanted it to work. I just felt really sad and really disappointed. And, and the thing is, and that's the thing is like, you can't change or control someone else's behavior. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like you and this person needed time for themselves. And they needed, they needed therapy. I mean, that's also what was cool. Where they were like, oh, you have... I thought I had my shit together, but you have your shit together. And mm-hmm. I think actually like I need to see a therapist. And it was like, oh, cool. So disappointment is the main point. Because it was like, man, I just wanted to keep watching movies, having sex. Like yeah. I just, like it was just fun. And I'm just like disappointed. I'm so sad. And I feel lonely. And I, it was just nice to have a person. It was just like a heavy sadness, loneliness, disappointment. I wasn't angry at them. I wasn't like, you know, it was just like a real chunky disappointment. So what is that? If you could imagine that in your body, like is there like imagine feeling really disappointed and really sad and super lonely. Oh, I mean, actually I know that. So I I will get a body feeling that is all like the blood goes to my stomach. Yes. That makes sense. I get really lightheaded and almost like a tingle. It's also, it was like, I was, was like 19 and dating someone who was like 32 and we had to like keep it so secret in the comedy community or whatever which we which also like I also wanted to be secret I didn't want anyone to know and I remember we were like at a bar and I saw him leave with someone else (gasps) and I knew that she lived uptown and he lived in Brooklyn this was in New York and I I I like said bye to everybody and then I got on my bike and I saw them getting into a cab together and like that feeling like of like nausea all like uh, nausea all like the blood and everything going to my gut and like i feel cold and mm-hmm. heavy in my gut and then i just biked home and listened to dancing on my own by robin on repeat <laughs> which is both my pump up and it's it's my pump up and pump down song it's, yeah yeah it really works down. yeah so that's that's good so like so goes if to my you feel, yeah if you feel something like that and like the more that you can describe how it feels so you said you you feel cold and tingly like that's great and it's like yeah so keep on describing it and then I've taken that from CBT and also this meditation technique where you breathe into the space that hurts. Like if you're like doing yoga and you're like, where do I feel tension today? Oh, the back of my neck. Okay, I'm going to breathe into the back of my neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I merge those two together and go, if I'm feeling nauseous and I have a bunch of tingly in my stomach, I'm going to breathe into that. Yeah. And like give that space and give that attention. You know what? That, I think I have been kind of naturally doing that Mm -hmm. because I've done yoga and stuff and like I was... 
this person that I broke that that you know broke up with me during quarantine. There was this park that we used to go to all the time, and then my friends were having a socially distanced birthday party at that park, and I was driving up, and I started to really think about okay, what if I go into the park and he's there with a different girl and I see him like playing with her hair and they and then oh my god they're kissing and they're like reading books together and she skateboards and like and it was like and it was like all of these things and I started to feel I started to like get the feeling of like the tingling in my stomach and I was and I was like Addy and I was like breathed and I was like that's not happening right now yes if that happens we'll deal with it but it's not and guess what he was never there at the park. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And and it's that thing of like, and also I was getting upset at this person for something that they were not doing or like mm-hmm. that I didn't know they were doing. And I was just doing that for my, to myself. Yeah. And I would not have been able. And that's, and that's that thing of being like, again, that can just be the trauma of dating. Just to go back. I just, I miss always touching back on people who are like, <laughs> I don't think I deserve to be in, in therapy. It's like, that is a skill that helped me enjoy my friend's birthday party without constantly feeling nervous that I would see this person without making up more stories that would drive me into a tailspin or a panic attack and that was because I did what you did I breathed and I like really like and like felt it and calmed it down and it's so like satisfying to feel the feeling dissipate yes and the only way that you can do that is to accept that the feeling is there Mm -hmm. and and acknowledge it and know what it is and acknowledge it yeah and how and how are you supposed to know what it is if you don't accept that it's a feeling right if you don't accept you have depression or anxiety or panic attacks it's like the same thing if you have a cold and you keep being like i don't have a cold and then but then you're like sneezing on a runny nose and you're tired and sleepy and then you're expecting yourself to work out or go to work as if you don't have a cold Let's be real. You're going to die. You have a cold. You have a cold. Let's, Let's be, be honest. Let's, Let's be call honest. a spade a spade. A spade a spade. Get a Kleenex. An ace and ace, a Kleenex, a Kleenex, poker, poker. <laughs> Card games. Card games. I've seen a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. Everyone can benefit from therapy. That was a huge question that people kept on being like, what if there's nothing wrong with me? Do I need therapy? It's like, I don't, I don't know if I love the word need. Like, you need therapy. Because Ooh. the way that it comes off. Yeah. And here's another. We have to take a break at some point. Yeah. But I do have a good, I do have a good line though or an idiom or like a saying though for this okay so we'll we'll do this and then we'll take a break um but i think that's a huge thing is like i hate that there is still stigma because Mm -hmm. there shouldn't be Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. but there's a that's a whole thing of like how do i get into therapy if my family doesn't agree with it or my family doesn't believe in mental health Mm -hmm. and that was kind of my situation too like my parents were like did we put you into therapy and i was like it's not a you thing but yes (laughs) like but everyone is in therapy because of everyone around them like this is gonna help everyone yeah but i felt an invitation to go none of my friends that i knew at the time were really in therapy mm-hmm. i had a, the boyfriend that i was dating at the time was and mm-hmm. i liked him a lot mm-hmm. and i liked how he can handle things mm-hmm. and i just i was inspired by him mm-hmm. and so i was like oh i want to do that too it wasn't like i need this or i have so many problems oh wow this actually segues perfectly into my line let's hear it the line is like therapy is not for people who need it it's for people who want it yeah because there are a lot of people who like need therapy who are not in therapy because they don't they don't want it they don't want help and and you in that moment were like oh i want to do that because i mean it's like the i think our friend group specifically and probably a lot of people that are listening we're like the people that we are around and for Mm -hmm. our friend group everyone that we're around are like highly creative highly successful wanting to better themselves at all times Mm -hmm. and i will say that like that was not always my friend group and that that also like takes some that that takes some time and sometimes with the people that you're around it feels like you're waiting on them to give you permission to do something mm-hmm. that you want to do and it's it's one of the things that's great about the internet you can diversify the things that you hear and the things that you consume so also i would love if anyone listening to this podcast right now doesn't know anyone in therapy but because <gasps> of this conversation like we're giving you permission to try it out yes it's like if you want to do it do it if do you want to do it and and you can find a way that works for you financially like do it just because if you want to why not if you want to learn how to ride a horse so badly learn how to ride a horse like you can you can do whatever you want yeah you don't have have to tell anybody about it that's what I love too is you really don't because you can even you can find I found my therapist online you just google therapists Mm -hmm. and the thing is like it can get expensive but there are ways to make it less expensive and more affordable whether that is a service like BetterHelp where you can like text or call BetterHelp is a great service a lot of my friends have used BetterHelp yeah and, and it's it, perfect for the pandemic too I mean like I'm and they do doing... give a discount if you don't have insurance like yeah. they're which is like bless those people bless them bless them bless, bless this mess bless this mess bless this mess that's what I say every time I enter my bedroom <laughs> bless this mess bless this mess this is a perfect time for a break we're gonna take a quick break while Addie gives us an extra piece of advice you can find 
find at Just a Tip Podcast on Instagram, and we'll come back and we'll answer as many questions in the least amount of time that we can. One cool lesson I've learned as I got older, turns out you don't have to do everything alone. Who knew? Could I have saved myself from hurting my back if I had that mentality when moving furniture when I was 21? Sure, but the area where I am comfortable asking for help is in my personal life through therapy. Shout out to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. This is the life we live in now. You can start talking in under 24 hours in a private and confidential online environment with your own licensed professional therapist. Less than a day and you can start growing as a person. Huge yes from me. Another huge yes, it's free and easy to change counselors. So if you're not feeling the one you're originally matched with, no worries. You're allowed to be Goldilocks in this situation. And there's plenty of options. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I can't even begin to tell you how happy I am to hear that there are people in every state learning about the benefits of therapy. My heart is full. And when you do find that right counselor, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions with them. And here's one of the best parts. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional counseling and financial aid is available at the same time. Get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash just a tip. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. One more time, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash just a tip. Here's what we're going to do now. Oh, but I will say that like the, we're actually a little pressed for time because <laughs> I hired a task rabbit to help me organize my kitchen, which yeah. is a huge thing that I had a lot of shame about uh, that I never gave myself permission to ask for help for organizing because I was like, I should be able to do this myself. Yeah. And for everyone out there who's able to do it. Amazing. Congratulations for people who think that they're a lazy fuck for not being able to. <laughs> You, you can just ask for help. You can ask for help. And that's the thing. Even if it's not cleaning your kitchen or organizing your closet, you are allowed to ask for help. And that's not a bad thing. And people it's not love weak. helping. People love helping. Mm-hmm. And when you get someone to actually help you, it makes you makes it actually happen and you feel good because you're connecting in and some sort of way. People like to help people because they feel invested in them too. Like like let let people help you. Help them help you. You know yeah. what I mean? And and help yourself. I love asking for help. Love asking for help. Unless it's like to put something up. I don't ask for help when I'm doing DIYs because I like the idea of doing it by myself. But you, you do. You do. There's be times where you'll be like, I was DIYing and I didn't know how to do this thing. So instead of asking literally anyone for help, I went I went to Lowe's. <laughs> I gotta go to Lowe's. And I, and I, and I do it. And I do it. And, and But that's it. also a creative thing for you. Okay, it what is. are the questions? Okay, so here we go. We're going to try and speed through these okay. in, in like intentional and caring ways at the same time. Okay, because there are so many and I want to get it. to all of them. Yeah. So, oh, here's an interesting one. I'm beginning therapy and I'm so nervous what if I don't have something to say each week I remember someone telling me that therapy starts when you don't have anything to talk about when mm-hmm. you go in that's when you can like really go into it mm-hmm. but sometimes there is that I mean I don't go every week anymore because of my schedule I go mm-hmm. every two weeks so there is always something to talk about mm-hmm. but before I go into any session I write like what's my main thing that I want to get out of this because when you're in the session sometimes you forget mm-hmm. and you can just like go off on sometimes tangents if I'm having like an amazing day that day, that and, then day. I, and then I forget that three days later I was a wreck yes that's yeah. a huge one I'll keep a little note of stuff but also like you're hiring a professional for a reason. Let them ask you questions and then just like really fully, honestly answer them. I know a lot of people will be very scared to like tell their therapist everything. The best thing you can do is not lie to them and really help them help you. Right. Like, I would say. And so I would say, I would say like, don't worry about that. That's like, or or if anything, that's a fun starting thing to tell your therapist. Be like, I have anxiety because I don't think I have anything to talk about. Yeah. I don't think maybe I shouldn't be here. And if you have a therapist who's like, yeah, you shouldn't, then like get a different therapist. Yeah. <laughs> there are some bad therapists out there. I, I also want to hold space for people who have had to try out therapists. Mm-hmm. Thera- finding a therapist can be like dating. It sometimes is. they click, sometimes they don't. And it's so okay to be like, this person isn't working for me and try again. Please don't let that turn you off from therapy in general. Right. And yeah. the cool thing is that like sometimes a therapist could work for a little bit of time and then mm-hmm. you grow apart or maybe you you reach an end with them and you go, okay, this isn't really the right fit anymore. And that's fine. They're also adults. The best person you could tell that it's not working out is a therapist. Is a therapist. They can take it. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah I've, I've had to try a couple different ther- therapists before I found the one that I'm with now. That leads me to another question that mm-hmm. someone asked is how do you find the right therapist? Like, do you ask specific questions on the consultation? Like, how do you know if it's the right fit? I would say I, I'll, I definitely have an answer for this um, because there's so many different ways to find a therapist. Um, 
first of all, if you are a person who has a lot of friends who are in therapy, mm -hmm. one, you can ask them because probably they live in your area. They might have, a, if they're your friend, they might have a similar insurance situation or job situation. If you, um, if you are on your parents' insurance, you can also like, and if you have a relationship with your parents where like they can help you find a therapist, that's great. Um, definitely like recommendations and word of mouth is wonderful right. to like getting you know, like, like I, I gave you my psychiatrist. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, oh, boom, that was so helpful. And it's because you were open and honest with me and asking help from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that. Also on BetterHelp, they ask you questions. Because I, I just, I filled it out. Because yeah, I don't have, a, I don't have a therapist right now. I have like other, I don't have an active therapist. I've had like three in my life so far. Um, collect them all, Pokemon. Um, <laughs> I have ADHD. So, they, <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> So I, um, there's a bunch of different ways, but it's like, you can also ask, you can also get a therapist and ask them like, Hey, I'm looking for this. Like you can ask you, another therapist to give you recommendations give for recommendation. another therapist. They don't want to, they, all of their friends are therapists. You know what I mean? That's so fascinating. I never really thought I about asked, that. When you were looking into therapists, I asked my therapist if she knew any people in LA with like, and I hit on some things that I thought you would be interested in. I've, I've asked my therapist for Rex for friends so much. So that's also ask a friend who has a therapist if they can ask their therapist for a recommendation. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to go to the same therapist as all my friends. I would not want cause that. Because that's weird to me. Some people love it. I would not like that. And that's our choice. <laughs> Next question. My therapist, my choice. My choice. <laughs> oh, we, I want to go back to this one. How to tell my parents I want to start going to therapy if they don't believe in mental health? Um... You cannot tell them. Yeah. Or you can. A very smart friend of mine said that there's a difference between private and secret. Mm. Secret has a lot of shame with it. You know, secret, you don't want anyone to know. Private is just like, I'm choosing not to tell people. That's my private. That's my pri that's private. That's yeah. private for me. I just don't want to share because it's private. It's that's not like, it's so not like I don't want to share because it's secret and I can't let the secret get out. It's like, well, that's my private stuff. So I'd just rather not. What if it, people live with their families? Like you can't go like, I'm going out for an hour and a half. Be back. Where are you going? then you're lying because I mean I guess it's like if this is a listener who's under 18 I'll go through like three scenarios that I think could happen if you're like if you're living if you're in a situation where like your parents are in control of like whether you get therapy or not you can have a situation if you use the statement that I feel this is a really big great thing I learned in therapy if you say I feel like I would really like therapy I feel like I'd like someone to talk to this is a thing that I've done research on when you say I feel no one can argue with what you feel and if they do they're they're being they're using manipulative language or they're psycho so it's right. like they're like you don't feel that way you're just like what well, yes i do yeah and that's manipulative um so you can so you can and you can have a conversation just be like i would like to try a lot of my friends do it mm -hmm. it's really especially if they're like if, if it's not normal to them just to nor and also i think the thing is if you think about your parents your parents love you your parent, whether they show it or they not or they don't, they do care about you. And if and there's one thing that parents all have in common, I think, and it's that they're scared. Yeah, it's really scary raising a kid. So if if and if you have a parent, if you're a parent and your child says I'm depressed, that can be really scary. Right. And they might not want to accept that because it's scary to have a kid with depression for mm -hmm. a parent. Sometimes it's scary to have a kid who needs help, even though that's what's going to happen. Parenthood is hard. So if you're like, hey, everything's cool everything's okay right this is honestly this is a really good thing and if you're chill and you speak confidently and if they start to get upset you don't raise your voice you know what I mean you're just like I just feel like could we just try it out I would really like to and if they're like you're gonna you're gonna talk shit on us or like anything negative oh, like, yeah you know like then then it could also be you know maybe talk to a teacher oh. a school counselor um if you're underage okay I forgot about schools school counselor a school counselor may not be like always the best but it but talking to a teacher talking to an adult might be able to get you help if you really think your parents are not someone that you can go to absolutely but i will also say that having hard conversations with my parents has always made us stronger and has always made us closer and so if you if you think that your parents could come around to it or they might be receptive to it and you're just kind of scared they're your parents and they're always going to be your parents mm -hmm. you can you know maybe try being honest about your feelings and see where that goes yeah, I wish I would have had this advice when I was younger. Yeah. Ah, can I we was, go back in time? I know. I was, listen to I, was this forced, podcast? I was forced to do this because I had a restraining order. We had to get the police involved on this right. abusive relationship when I was 13. So my parents were like, hey, what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and so we had to have that. We were like forced to have that conversation. Right. But if that had just been hidden, if I had had an abusive relationship that my parents never knew about, yeah, I, I mean, I want to tell them. And then I wouldn't want to get into therapy. My parents were like, you have to go to therapy for this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
So, you know, you guys are a family unit. You're a team. I believe in you. I believe in you. Okay, here's the last question. Amazing. Because I think you have two minutes. I know. Okay. How to best process or not forget what you learned after a session? How do you get the most out of your sessions? What do you do after each one? I, I, I think you can always take notes in a notebook and you can also always ask your therapist like my therapist would give me like workbook homework mm. but I also would say like really allow this place to not be a place of perfection like this is a process it, I love the idea that when you are starting therapy you are just it's not like you're starting a two-week diet you're adding a, a piece to your lifestyle I will be in therapy until I die yeah like, I will you know what I mean and there's just, no end for me yeah and it's just like oh I'm just this is another thing on my slow journey of my life yeah and so it's like the less that you can take out of like it being perfect and seeing results immediately it's a slow burn and that's and that's honestly really great I think another thing I've really learned in therapy in general is to go slow and like (laughs) I think I used to make a lot of fast friendships and fast relationships and like fall in love really quickly and like really intensely and then fast friendships also would burn fast yeah it's the same burnout and like I I think we became really fast friends and then I think we had that burnout yeah and then we like took time to be slow yeah and 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 like and and i'm gonna know you until you i die yep (laughs) and that's that confidence but that's a slow there's no rush and take everything a day at a time take everything a session at a time sometimes sometimes you'll be going to therapy for a month and or two months or three months and then there'll be one session where everything clicks yeah like oh my God. Right. I think in the very beginning, I was expecting that to happen every single time. I was expecting to cry in every session. I was expecting to walk out with some sort of huge insight. And that's not the case. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll go in and I'll have a session. I'm just like, that was kind of a waste of my time. Mm -hmm. Like nothing happened here. But also what did happen is that you took an hour. That's that thing. Focus on yourself and talk to somebody and not have your phone out. And you took an hour for yourself. And it's so important. Just it's like so that ritual, that that action, it doesn't even need to be like, I don't need to get something out of this. Just the fact that I'm giving this to myself. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is like, sometimes you feel really selfish by just talking about yourself the whole time. But this sometimes is the I'm place just like, where you can. Right. And sometimes I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not asking about you, but like, I'm paying to talk yeah, about my myself. My therapist would be like, you can't talk. You can't ask me about you me. Can't, I actually can't answer these yeah, be questions. Like, We're not talking about me. And like, <laughs> and, and, and that's, and that is a boundary. Yes. And boundaries are amazing. Oh my God, I could talk about this for I know. so long and I have to go meet you my task rabbit. You have to meet your task rabbit. <laughs> and my task rabbit. No, I love need, task rabbit. Ha- so do I. We need to do this again. Um, one last We're a follow-up tip. therapy episode. So if we call this part one, what is our, our last tip that we can give people listening before they go on their journeys of the rest of their days? I would say the last tip to give about therapy is like, there's a reason why so many people love it. I think it's just, again, it's being like, if you want it, do it. Just try it. My ending tip would be there is endless room for growth. Yeah. Like you never have to worry about being stagnant if you take the first step and get into an office. Yeah. Or whatever that office looks like, whether that's yeah online or in person. Yeah. It's it's just it's I cannot imagine my life without therapy. That it sounds like a trash fire. <laughs> my life without therapy feels like a trash fire. I don't even want to picture my life without therapy. Because I'll tell you what. It looks like a trash fire. It looks like a trash fire. I, I, like, I don't think I would be friends with any of my friends if I wasn't in therapy. And I love all of my friends. No, all my friends would hate me and have left me. <laughs> my parents would have, would have been like, we love you, but we hate you. you my dogs back. my dogs would bite the shit out of me every time I walk into a room. Why? Because I'm a trash fire. Trash fire wire it. Yeah, trash fire wire it. I don't, I'm not saying that if you aren't in therapy right now, I'm not saying that your life is a trash fire. I'm speaking solely of myself. Right. Trash fire trash fire this has been a great first episode if there is one more Mm. um i love you the most i love you so much i can't wait to see your new place (laughs) please send pics i will i will be so good okay i gotta go yes you gotta go everyone follow addy what is your addy yo mind a-d-d-i-e-y-o-m-i-n-d it's my instagram and you're just you know megan follows me so just go into who she follows (laughs) just go stalk that amazing if you guys have a sticky situation or burning concern call us at 805-751-9071 you give us your age and we'll give you what we can on the day we record that's gorgeous i love that we'll see you next time hopefully there's gonna be part two of this that isn't so rushed but thank you for your time thank you for your energy i love you kiss on the lips i love you kiss on the lips (laughs) (laughs) that was a headgum podcast